us. So please, be intentional during these days. Are you ready, Kath? Have you enjoyed Sean Wilder for these last weeks? Father, we thank you. Yes, Brian. You're scaring me off the off the ladder? <laughs> well, thank you, because I know you were praying for me. Amen. Because every time you pass by, you need to pray for this old carcass, because it needs to be glorified, because I'm not as fast as I used to be. I'm getting it done, but not as fast as I used to. Good morning. You did an amazing job. And I want to tell you, it, we were over there gathered yesterday having a lot of fun. It was just good to have fellowship. Christine brought this crazy snowman. We're calling him Frosty. And if you haven't noticed, he's on the porch. And if you've got time, just go over there and walk by. It's activated, so he'll talk to you and wave to you. The children were going wild. The big children, especially me, was going wild with this thing. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, and I like that kind of snow that I don't have to clean up. You know, it's imitation. We talk about fake news. I'll take fake snow. It's okay for a while. Uh, but, no, we had so much fun, and I thought it was, so it had downpoured. We finally got around, uh, we, we had our lunch, and we got around to go outside, and then it was pouring. I mean, cats and dogs, guys. There were several cats and dogs there. And so, oh, I was drenched, so I came in, and I'm like, Lord, we, everybody's saying, oh, we can do this tomorrow. And I'm like, you guys have no idea what my schedule is. There, there's no room for me to come back here to, today and do this. And I said, Lord, I know this is your will. And um, it was funny. Uh, within, So we went inside and we did another project. And we got that done. And then it stopped raining. And not only did it stop raining, but the sun made a quick appearance before it got dark. And it was interesting, there was a little boy that came by, a young boy, he wasn't little, uh, he's about 13, and he hasn't been around for a while, and he came by on his bicycle, and he goes, Did, like, I can't believe you guys are out here. I saw you, and I thought it was the party was over. That's what he said. I thought the party was over. And he says, but can you guys believe how it just stopped? It went from, like, torrential downpour to nothing? I said, yes. I can believe it. That's the power of prayer. And he just was like, what? I said, yes, that was the power of prayer. We needed to get this done. So we got to be a testimony on top of it. But the part was, pastor was up on that ladder. I don't know, how, how tall is that ladder? A 12, 13 footer. And so he was up there trying to reach up to the top of the tree. But the biggest thing was not only that, I think the bigger feat for you, the feat meaning F-E-A-T, was that he had at least a half a dozen people down below telling him what to do <laughs> where to, and where to put everything. And so I was like, I, <laughs> well, no, Ray was there. Ray was there. Ray was there. He had another guy on his side, so that was good. But um, praise the Lord that we had three daughters for years, and he was used to that. <laughs> so I thought he was in good hands, ladies and gentlemen. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go. Over, you guys have got this covered. I'm going to go over here and make some more bows. And um, 
so we got it done. It looks lovely. And um, we were all blessed. And I pray. So there's a contest, actually, uh, in town. Uh, and we can enter a contest for lighting contests in the Upper Valley. They're doing things that we can do and join in as a community together. So I kind of like that. So I think that we will we will apply. And, may, and so I, I hope that it looks good and they will agree that it looks beautiful and classic over there. Amen? So, uh, oh, yes. And um, just so you know, we will take out a little bit of time. I want you guys to know before you all take off anywhere, next Saturday is our tree lighting. And we're doing a huge food drive. So we really hope that you guys will show up and drop off some food for Joseph's Storehouse. We are really in need of food. We are in need of funding and food for all the things that we're doing there right now because people are in great need. And we thank God for all of his provision thus far. And we're believing for an extra abundance next week. So from 3 to 5, you can drop off food. We're going to have an angel wish tree. If you go over there and check it out, you can see angels hanging on the tree. What that is, is on the back of that, because of our relationship with the Department of Children and Families for many years, we are going to be supporting. So there'll be um, children and maybe adults from families that are in great need in the Upper Valley. Great need, not just, not just for gifts, but in, emotionally in every other way. So if you get an angel, please pray for those families. And you get to participate in a heart wish that someone has for Christmas. And you get to bless them. I don't know what, it will, what the item will be, but it will be on the back of it. And then you get to bring it back and wrap it up all beautifully. And we get to then take it to these families. Is that exciting? Um, some people are also making ornaments. So if you are crafty at home, and anyone within the sound of my voice, Ed, if you like to make crafts, <laughs> you know, out in the woods, if you find special pine cones and you want to turn them into a beautiful decoration, then find one, put a hook on it, and hang it on our Christmas tree right outside the doors. That, door is, that Christmas tree is going to be up right by the entry all season long. So if you don't get to it and you're feeling creative or you see something beautiful while you're out and about and go, I'm going to bring that to the tree. So just come and hang it on. And that will be part of what we're doing. But Santa will be there. Does anybody, I know, is anybody saying, I know. Um, uh, anyway, Santa will be there. The children in our region will not really get to go and see Santa because there won't be Santas there because they don't want them gathering. But we're going to have Santa. He came here a couple years ago and dropped by. He is a really jolly kind of guy. And just loving pours out from his heart so the children are drawn to him. And he'll be on the porch waving along with Frosty. We'll have lots of Christmas music blasting those uh, couple of hours. And at 4.30, this is the main thing, don't miss this. If you can't come, if you can't come in person, we're actually, the tree won't be lighted until next Saturday around 4.30. And we'll have Christmas carols, and we're going to live stream that portion 
of our celebration. Now, when you bring when you bring a donation to the food bank, guess what you get? Because you never, I just, this is a principle of God. You never give and don't receive. Come on. You never give and don't receive. So as you sow into the, minister, the uh, CCC and the food shelf, you will receive a fabulous, adorable, cornerstone, community center, holiday face mask. Someone has sponsored that. Geo Barnes sponsored over 200, uh, sponsored 200 masks. So while the supplies last, you and your family, each of your family members will get to have a beautiful, reusable, washable, they're three-ply. They're wonderful. They're so soft. I don't enjoy the mask business. Oh, somebody's handing me one to show you. I don't know if you can see it. But even guys, guys, this isn't like some bright red thing that you're going to be afraid to wear. Wear this out there so people have awareness. And our logo is all over, over it like little decorations. Even Lonnie is willing to wear this mask. He's excited to wear it without threat or anything. <laughs> no, no threats. Thank you, Deb. Uh, right, and they're just cozy and wonderful. Now keep your face warm in this cool weather. So without further ado, I just want to make sure that you don't forget that. And since we're making announcements, I want to tell you about, Pastor, come up here real quick. Sorry, guys, and wherever you are, we gotta we want you to know what we're doing over here in the midst of crisis. Tell them about December 18th. Oh, yeah. This is your idea. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, how many of you joined us when we did Esther through Sight and Sound? Was that not powerful? It was the first time because Sight and Sound essentially had to close everything down. Uh, their first program, the last theater program of Esther. They were going to open up that opening day, and that's when COVID hit and had to close everything down. So for the first time ever, they made it available through uh, Zooming, live stream, I'm sorry, uh, internationally. And it was so well received. So what they did is they pulled out of the archives all of the Christmas, Christmas stories that they've done, and they've made this just this wonderful, I think it's about an hour or so, uh, maybe two hours, and it goes back to the early 1800s and World War II and all these just beautiful, beautiful settings. So put it on your calendars, December 18th at 7 o'clock. We're going to do that live stream here because it's just, I, uh, if you go online to Sight and Sound, you can, see, you can see a little clip of it. It's incredible. So I think it would be something that, that we can really enjoy each other but also enjoy the season. But there's so much in it in God. So just put that on your calendar. Amen. Yes, it's it's very anointed. It's very anointed. So don't forget that. So put that on your calendar, and I'll make sure that Jackie gets that in your bulletin. Um, and just come, and and we'll be able to fill up until there we've met our COVID quota. So um, first come, get here. Don't miss out on that. We're gonna have fun. I think we'll have God will have the fireplace running that night. Okay. So, um, I have had several things in my heart recently, just pondering with God. And it relates to some of the words that God spoke during the feast, and we know that those words will come again to us because it's important and it's on his heart. Um, 
this, I think, will turn into uh, maybe two messages because I want to make sure that I've done my very best to release the word that is in God's heart for you. And I know some of you are mature Christians or more mature Christians. Um, I don't know what you consider yourself, but there's never a time that we don't need more of what I'm about to share. So, Father, Abba, I just pray. My heart cry aligns with yours this morning in each of us that you would touch our hearts, that you would open our minds and our ears for hearing, and that you would speak to each one of us individually, uniquely, right where we are today. And that you would release your word. And that the seed that you are sowing here today will reap a harvest in every heart for you. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So, I just want to share a little bit of my testimony with you. Because that's the story I know. And what has led me to today. Bob Sorge came and he spoke to us about the word of God. He gave a grand teaching, and it would be encouraging to you to go back and listen to it again. He spoke about the word, this word, that's in the Bible. Some of you, when I say the word, think of your Bible. This is called the written word of God. This is called also the logos word of God, the logos. But after, while Jesus was here, they didn't have this. What did they have? They had him. They had language. They could speak. They used their what? Their voices to speak the word. That's what we hear about in the scriptures. When they're referring to the word, they're talking, they've rehearsed, they've shared what Jesus said, what he spoke, what he used his voice to say. So precious. I look right here, and I look at this picture, and it's really hard on me. I love this picture of Kevin. We recently, I, I, but it, it's hard on me, but it's comforting because I see a smile. But I want to tell you, 
Lonnie prayed for me the other day. We really struggle because I'm telling you, you have no many, you have no idea how many times Kevin <laughs> called us or dropped by. Is our in our week? I mean, I don't want to start crying right now, but Kevin, I miss you. And when Lottie was at the graveside that none of you were able to attend due to the family's wishes, Lonnie talked about, I mean, we were there because Lonnie was doing the ceremony. But Lonnie spoke about one thing. He said, the one thing I never want to forget is his voice. was so unique. <laughs> that voice, if you heard it 20 feet away, you'd know who it was, wouldn't you? You would know that voice. You would hear that voice. That voice, whatever he was saying, would speak to you with knowledge and understanding that Kevin was at it again talking to somebody about, we've got fudge, I've got fudge, what flavors do you like, how many kids do you have, how much food do you need? We would know that that was the conversation going on. Well, you know, after Jesus was gone, Lonnie played for me just the other day a recording on his phone. That came up. Yep, the day before, that Friday. And he played the message. And we sat there and let God heal us. And just like Jesus, nobody can take his place. You know? I don't know another voice that sounded like that. So when these, when Jesus was gone, what were they thinking? They're thinking like us. They wanted to remember everything he said. They wanted to rehearse it. They wanted to remember the sound of his voice, his laugh, his intensity. His quietness. They wanted to remember. And so I share this with something that you could relate to right now in how God began to show me how to love His Word. When Betty Green, you've heard her minister many times, when she died, and was falling into hell, God asked her and saved her when she cried out. He asked her, how well do you know my son? And he, and suddenly the word, a Bible appeared. This is my son. You see that transition? So this is no longer written word. This is 
the word. You see, when I was young and growing in the Lord, this is the word. I'm an excited Christian. I want to read about Jesus. I want to learn about God. I want to learn about his people. I want to wonder, learn about his ways. I want to read the stories. I want to let him kind of talk to me about it or however I responded to this word. I was excited. You know, how many of you experienced that? I wanted to find out what in the heck is in this Bible that I've never known about, that I only listened to the preacher tell me about. Many times I went to church, but I never opened my Bible. I wasn't a daily Bible reader. I believed in God. I loved God. I knew he loved me, and that was just where I was. But there's so much more. And he began to teach me to cherish it. I began to get excited. And when I heard Bob Sorge talk about he never even goes to a prayer meeting without a pencil and a pad of paper or a journal or he never goes. He wouldn't even think of going to a worship service without a pencil and a journal to write something down because not only can we read the word, not only can we sing the word, but God, there's another, the word, the living word, the rhema word, the rhema that God can speak to you at any time, in any moment, anywhere, any place, in an airplane at 30,000 feet, you hear me? The rhema word of God can come and touch your life. And you can hear it. I love that. Because, and for those of you, and, and some of us, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything's wrong with your iPad, but, you know, if you're looking down at all that, I'm not sure you're paying attention to me. So I really like it if you're, noting things, you know, or you go home and you write notes about what God is speaking to you. What did he say? What did you receive from him? I learned to love the Logos word. I just began enjoying it. I began enjoying finding out all about him. But somewhere along the line, I found out this word a person, not just a person I'm reading about, not just someone I'm, I'm reading about and learning about their life, a person that lives in me, that lives inside of me. He's not just out here talking to me, but he lives inside of me. The new man, Jesus Christ, being birthed in me, growing in me, growing strong, becoming a daughter, taking me away, weaning me from bottles, taking care, you know, growing and growing and growing and growing. The person, I came to know Jesus. Jesus. And some of us forget. And I, 
and I got excited and I could feel the flutter. Some of you men won't understand what I'm saying, but when a woman is pregnant with a baby, there comes the stage of growth and we all know it. We talk amongst us when us ladies are in a room. Have you felt the flutter? It's like a little flutter inside of you. It's a flutter. It's a movement. It's an awareness that something is alive inside of you. And if you will, men, you can feel this flutter because I've talked to some of you and related my personal experience of carrying something in my womb that was to be birthed, that was growing, that people couldn't see. I couldn't see it yet, but I could feel it. It became tangible. It wasn't just knowledge that I was pregnant. Yes, suddenly it's manifesting a flutter of awareness. And this is how the Holy Spirit and Jesus begins to move inside of you. And somewhere in my Christian growth, the flutter came. It was more than a precept. It was more than somebody telling me I was born again and saved. Okay? It was more than I was a Christian now, so I, of course I have a Bible and I read it. At least on Sundays with pastors. It was more that something is living with me every second of every day and it is growing and it is getting bigger, and it is getting stronger. And then I became aware of the heartbeat of God. The heartbeat. I could feel it. There were times where I felt my heart was aligned with the beat of his heart. But I had to be still. There's a scripture. Be still and know God. I had to be still enough to feel that flutter. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. After a while, it's just moving all over. But do you see? Do you see how it grows? It is much like our experience with Christ in us. The Word. And I bring you to John 1 through 5. I want to read it to you. I hope. God is blessing your heart today and touching you in deeper ways, maybe new ways. This was one of the first scriptures that God gave to us when we started the work here in 1987, actually. When the church in those days was called New Life Fellowship, before we had a name change, before it was official in the community, and this is the scripture that is the foundation of this church and this work. It is in John chapter 1. And this is John, the beloved, writing this to us. And this is what he said. As a witness, as one who heard Jesus' voice, as one who knew the person of Jesus, he writes this to us. In the beginning 
was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He, Jesus, was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things came into being by him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. The literal of that is, and the darkness did not cover it. It did not cover up the light. In verse 14, this was the revelation that came to me that I just tried to express to you. And verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, I came to know the person because he'd been, I wasn't just born again as some term or phrase. I had begun, I had been begotten At Christmas, many, many years ago, I was sitting there before a Christmas Eve service, and I was saying, Lord, I just sure wish I was there when you were born, and I could have been a little person in Bethlehem, and I could come to the manger, and all, and experience that. And he said, you were there. You were there. And I said, I was there. What do you mean? He said, you were there the day I was begotten and birthed in you. In you. He was there. I don't want to put you to sleep with this, but I want to softly tell you, you were there when God and Jesus Christ was begotten in you and that seed of life was planted in the womb of God inside of you. You see, you are here to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. You are here to produce Christ in the world. You are here to live his life. You are here to love his life. I want you to receive that. God wants you to receive it. 
I just heard it from him. He, he wants you to have this. He wants you to enter into this in a greater way in your life and to be looking for the flutters and the movement of God inside of you and the stirring up. You see, the word of God says that the word, the word to some people is foolishness. What have we heard in this election? What has been shouting out? All you evangelicals, all you Christians, all you conservatives, da, 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 derelicts. I mean, it is just insane that wise people or the ones that seem to be the ones that believe that they are the wisdom of the world, to them it is foolishness. It is foolishness. But the Bible says, for the word of the cross is to those who are perishing foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the pow power of God. It is the power that drives my life. I don't put in an energizer battery every day. I tune in to the person of Jesus Christ, the word, the beginning of everything. Nothing is that wasn't created by them, by the Godhead. Nothing. The hills, the universe, the planets, nothing. Science, call it what you will, none of it came into being without the word speaking the word, the voice hovering over the waters, separating light from darkness. None of it existed without him. Jesus Christ is all in all. Colossians 3, well, James 1 and 21. James, when we go to this book and I read the scripture to you, James is Jesus' brother. James didn't get it. He had a lot to overcome. He had a lot to overcome. This is my brother? This is my big brother? What? The one we tickled with, threw stuff at, chased? What? Mr. Perfect? Oh, my older brother, Mr. Perfect, that everybody esteems? James had a lot to overcome, but he came and he realized and he got the revelation that he was born from above. And James, if you haven't written, read the book of James, James tells us how we should be living our lives. It's just a few chapters. Read it. It's awesome. I love it because he's forthright. He just gets down to it. You don't have to like, what did he mean by that? He just, it's just right there. It's right there. Easy to figure out. And James said in, in chapter 1, verse 21, he said, In humility receive the word implanted. which is able to save your souls. When I hear that scripture, I know it's implanted where? It is implanted in my heart. It is implanted in my brain. 
in the mind of Christ. It is implanted in this spiritual womb of God that we all have because in Christ there is neither male nor female. It is a spiritual womb that every one of you has, irregardless of your gender. And this seed has been implanted inside of you. It is being nurtured by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's important when you're pregnant with something, you're supposed to be eating right. You're supposed to be taking care of yourself. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? Christ is in you. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to eat nutrition. And Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. It's not just about what food you eat. It's the spiritual food. It is what you set your mind upon. It is what you believe. It is what you align yourself with. And if Christ is in you, you want to be aligning yourself with everything that is him. You want to be separating yourself from anything that isn't. And James tells us, he said, in humility receive the Lord, the word implanted, which is able to save your soul. Because your soul is the one that wants to do its own thing. Come on, trust me. It wants to get out there and get right up to the line and maybe put a foot over that line. Isn't it? Like, you plant it here, you know, you might lean on a post so you don't fall over. But you're sticking that foot over the line. God wants it implanted in you so it will save your soul from yourself. The word of the cross, what we just read, the word of the cross, I want to repeat that. For the word of the cross is to those who are perishing foolishness, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Do we know what the word of the cross? It's not just that Jesus died and was raised again. Jesus said, pick up your cross daily. Pick it up every day. That means you've got a cross to die on. You've got to die to yourself. You have to die to yourself. So the message of the cross is not just merely that Jesus died for my sins and I'm saved, but it is the power of God that he gives me by his grace and his mercy and his love and his affection that leads me on when I'm carrying a cross. You know, Jesus was the pattern. He stumbled and fell when he carried that cross. Somebody had to help him. It's so too in our lives. That's why we are meant to be together. That's why we're here for one another. If you drop and you stumble and you fall trying to get to the top of Calvary and getting whatever's going on in your life done and finished, so you can say, it is finished. I'm through that. I'm done with that. Can you see it? Can you see the picture of your life? It is the power of God to enable you to make it just like he did. He's with you. He's for you. He loves you. Nothing else. So let me finish this. In uh, verse 22, 
James goes on to say, right after that, he says, so prove yourselves doers of the word and not just hearers only. Not just hearers only. How many times have we said, have I said, going to a rodeo doesn't make you a Christian? I mean, uh, going to a rodeo doesn't make you a cowboy. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got, I, got a, I got a picture of someone I was praying for the other day. And in it, Jesus was ministering to him. Everybody, many people will say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, yeah. You're like, really? <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> Do you understand? Why would I not know that? Because going to church doesn't make you a Christian. It's one of the things that God calls us to do. But it's this other process that I'm telling you is the thing that forms in you. In a Christian, a follower of Jesus, Christ's likeness starts to form in you. And it can't help but dribble out. It can't help but spill out. The anointing of it, the compassion of it, when you walk by someone who is hurting and that compassion of Christ wells up in you and there's just something you want to do. And when it gets bigger, I tell you, you will do something. You will walk by the person that is in need or has, has, has needs deliverance and you will just walk up and the compassion will well up in you so much. Sorry, I'm getting out of the pulpit and the way of the film. But it will happen so much that you just, you have to go over and just say hello. You'll have to go over and talk to them. You'll have to say, that person is hurting, they're counting out their pennies, they don't have enough for their thing, and you reach over to the thing and you give the cashier your credit card and says, put it on this for me. God wants you to know that he's providing this for you today. Do you see? That's movement. That isn't just the flutter. That's the movement. And like James was saying, be not hearers only, but be doers. Prove yourselves doers of the word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. Lord God, may we not delude ourselves. Because it's easy to go there. It's easy for us to be off on a tangent deluding ourselves. Come on. God, don't let us do it. Pull us in. In Colossians 3:16. Again, I remind you that Christ is all in all. He's everything. You see, as I'm talking about this in Hebrews 4, it talks about the word is living. It's alive. It's alive in the person of Jesus. It's alive when it comes off these pages and God speaks a rhema to you. And we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about the voice of the Lord. And when he speaks the word to you, 
and you're never the same. It's not just he gives you a word for you to make up your mind. You know, we, we love to run around here and give excuses. It's free will. It's free will. It's our choice. It's our choice. But the more and more as I read the promises of God, the more and more I read about the covenant of Abba, Father, he says, this is what I promise. His son died that you would have life. His son died and shed the blood that you would be saved, that you would prosper, that you would break through, that you would become sons of God. And I was talking to him the other day. I'm like, this leads to striving. And I know this isn't what you want. You want us to just love you and trust you. We sang about it this morning. But if we trust God, then I must trust that I'm in the process of a work that he began and that he alone will finish because this is impossible with man. We aren't smart enough. And so he said, do you think I would make a promise and not keep it? And I said, then I'm leaving it in your hands because I can't strive about this anymore. I'm a failure. I'm not living up to my own standards, let alone yours. I can't do this without you. And he said, the new covenant was met to be fulfilled by my son. And if you start leaning on God, he will do the work when you stop striving. There are works that we can do, the good works of God. There are things that we can do like I just described. But he is the promise maker and he is the promise keeper. Colossians 3. 16, I pray this over you right now as Paul prayed it millennia ago, the apostle of God. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. This is the doing. James said, be doers of the word. Sing the psalms. Come on. Receive the word and receive the teachings. Let them have their perfect effect in your heart. Let them, I release, I, I pray for you to, that the flutters and the movement of God would happen within you. If you have received Christ, if you have not received Christ yet, and you have not come and asked to be begotten and born again in Jesus Christ, then just cry out with him right now. Ask him for that. 
He said, ask me believing and you will receive. You receive not because you ask not. Ask me. Ask me. Talk to me. I am a person. I am the word. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Admonish one another. Admonish one another. As I'm doing today. Admonish one another. Encourage one another. These are the things you can do. They cost you nothing. You, you don't have to get your checkbook out to do that. Do you? You may, God may ask you to give something, as I said, put your credit card there. How about, how about with Psalms? Admonish another one, one another with Psalms. We have a poet in our midst, a poem writer, a story writer. We have people who sing songs. God may have you. I know that Hermine has sung songs over us before. She has, she has sung songs over us. She has come right up here and said, God gave me the song, and I'm here to sing it. And she has sung over us with psalms. That's what she was doing. She wasn't up here to impress us with her voice. Or, you know, or to be the center of attraction. She came out of obedience and said, God gave me a song for you. And now when she comes up with that, because she doesn't do it, you know, super often, I listen. And I open my heart wide to receive from the word of God that lives in her. And he's here to sing a song over me. Is that beautiful? I encourage each of you, each of you, release the gifts, release Christ in you. Release it. And then it says, and then hymns. As we sing together and we worship together, when I hear your voices and I'm worshiping, I, I love it. Because it just leads me into heaven that we're here together. And I know that one will put a thousand to flight and two will put ten thousand. And what I mean is when we are together worshiping, we are driving out darkness in one another's lives. I might not know what happened to you this week, but I know that when I am worshiping God, he is the Lord of the breakthrough. And I know that breakthrough is coming. And I know that breakthrough is my destiny. And I know that living in a cloud of darkness is not his will. And I know that when I hear your voices singing, I don't care if they're on key, off key, soft or loud, I am touched and I am in the midst of breaking through. Arise and shine, for your light has come. Your light has come. And I get excited. And he talks about spiritual songs. And Deb sang a spiritual song. And she led us in. We didn't even know that song was in those chords. But as Kyle was playing today, it was the song. What is the title of that song? It's just the words, the chords were, holy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb. I don't know what it was, but we started singing that. 
And I just knew we were in the midst of a spiritual song that we hadn't rehearsed. And it was coming out with the chords that Ka was playing. Glory to the Lamb who's on the throne. Holy. Awesome. It was so, we were touched. And see, when she was able to break out in that, and I had heard it just before. I'd heard one of the verses, and then it was funny. I thought, oh, that's in there. And as soon as I did, she started singing another verse. And I'm like, okay, what's that next verse? I don't remember. But then it came. And before we were done, we all sang that song, a spiritual song to the Lord. That happened right here today in worship. There were no words on the board. And we all sang it together. How awesome is that? That's like a rhema. It's the word of God in us responding, and we're doing, and we're singing. But the angels are singing. I love it. And we began to sing with thankfulness in our hearts, just like Paul admonished us to do. So on the final day of this holiday and Thanksgiving weekend, I give thanks to God for who he is, everything he is, Christ, Yeshua. He is my peace. He is my shalom. Jesus is my shalom. When I start to get afraid, I've got, I, I just need to take a minute and take that breath. You are my peace. You are my hiding place. I'm with you. I'm here to shine with you and let the light shine. So I just want to say, cherish, I pray today. I pray today that um, you've heard his word today. That you've heard his word today. And I pray that you will be able to move by faith. Because the word of God in Romans 10, 17. says, so faith comes by hearing. Hearing. We heard about hearing during the feast. We were prayed for. You came up here. If you want to hear better right now, there's a lot of voices out there screaming for your attention, interrupting your peace, interrupting your day. Stand with me as we pray. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Father, I pray, I pray, Lord, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lord, we know that faith is an action. It's not just some noun. It's a verb. Faith is, is faith in action now. And so we pray. I pray, God, Lord, we are listening. We are listening. Anoint our ears to hear what you will be speaking to us as we read the Logos word, as we are still and take a few moments out to 
hear and listen for your voice. That we, we would stretch within ourselves, like we've been doing, to remember and to hear Kevin's voice. Lord, that we would remember and we would stretch ourselves to hear things that you've spoken to us in the past. And that we know you have new things to speak to us right now and today. So stir up our hearts. Stir up our hearts to love you and to cherish your word and to listen in this hour. Drive out all other voices. Jesus, you said, my sheep hear my voice. And may your voice be apparent as they read, as we read the word of God this week. As we come in tune with the word of God that's living in us and growing and maturing in your heartbeat. Father, may your anointing rest upon them in every way, in every part, body, soul, and spirit, every spiritual need, every natural need that you would meet each one in power. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you and we thank you, Father, for your word. It is precious to our hearts. We're going to prepare for our offering right now. Oh, oh, Pastor's going to. Since we're just talking about the power of his voice. Yeah, I'm not sure if you ever have the house or not, but uh, I have a box for you. The box of food I told you about coming in. I'm in your door yard right now, and then I'm going to keep running. So, talk to you later. So all of you that have been with us this morning, blessings, be intentional this week. Realize that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Rise and shine wherever you may be. You be the light to the darkness of whatever's taking place around you. In Jesus' name, blessings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ben.